Today's sponsor is Gamefly, where you can find over 9,000 new releases, as well as classic games available to rent for a low monthly fee. Sign up to get a free month at GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 92. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, the Platinum Pistolero Lopez. <laughs> is that uh, is that Spanish? Is that okay? That's a Spanish word. Pistolero. Yeah. Like, you like what, you're shooting pistols around. What would not be okay about that, Mike? I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like maybe you're appropriating my culture. <laughs> <laughs> Your culture that, that I speak more Spanish than you. <laughs> Stop appropriating, Adam. Goodness. I know. I know. I'm sorry. And David, get out of my house, Tate. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's what? You don't remember get out of my house? Oh, oh no, that was my dad. That wasn't me. Well, you know, it runs as a family. <laughs> it runs as a family. <laughs> hey, Adam. Wait. Thank yeah. you so much for that intro, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Adam, Master Compositor Redding. <laughs> yes. You're such flips. a great compositor. I appreciate that. You yeah. know? I've been yeah. making I've been making some moves. Making some moves. Making, making some, some, moves. some new jams. So oh, jams. Wait, what does that have to do with Oh yeah. Compositor. Composited, composited jams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And joining us later on the show, composer extraordinaire of the glorious Cuphead soundtrack. Chris Madigan will be with us. Yes. So, spoiler alert, it's a really good interview. Yeah. We got a I'm going to I'm going to pull a Jay Leno. We got a great show for you. We got a great <laughs> well, show. Yeah. Wait, now who's here? Tell us who's here. <laughs> who's here? <laughs> okay, let's get beyond that. Oh. The Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast comes to you every fortnight with each of us coming to the table to discuss one burning topic from the world of gaming. But first, a quick shout out and a thank you to the awesome people who have subscribed to our Twitch channel that David has been putting a lot of work into, twitch.tv slash SBFVGS. Yes. Uh, and they've been using their free Twitch Prime subscriptions yeah. um, and supporting the show like that. So that is super awesome. And thank yeah, you very much. I would much. like to personally shout out everyone who is currently Twitch Prime subscribing to us. Yes. Uh, that would be uh, our buddy Ultima Kills, Dead Words, Burmok. Sibhod, may his handsome face be praised. Mm-hmm. Uh, know it, man. There's that girl. Uh, JJF420, Thrift Dude, The Unruly Gamers, Sinister Urge 99, uh, Funkadelic, which is Kyle DeKnuff backwards, BMAC1414. Hey, I know who that is. Uh, and also, uh, our friend Soak7Plays, he actually subscribed with an actual $5 bill. So thank you to you as well. So yes, place. thank you guys very much that we are like a third of the way to the goal of getting a sweet, sweet Twitch paycheck every month. So yeah. the more you can spread it around, the more you continue to subscribe yeah. every month. That is very, very much appreciated. <laughs> hey, if your and, parents have Twitch or if your parents have Amazon Prime and they are like, they don't know what Twitch is, go ahead and make them a Twitch account. There and you then, go. And then connect it, and then subscribe with their account too. Have your parents gotta, subscribe to us on Twitch. What? what yes. What a concept. <laughs> I gotta make. I gotta make my mother-in-law a Twitch account. <laughs> there you go. There you go. See. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. But second, what are you playing at? 
I would like to just kind of carry on, you yes. know, from, you know, so if you want to know what I've been playing at, all I have to do is check the, the Twitch, SBF, or it's twitch.tv slash SBF EGS. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, let's see, what have I been playing lately? You played I've been playing, tonight, didn't you? I did. I played Metroid Prime, or I'm sorry, Metroid Samus Returns tonight. Mm-hmm. In 720p somehow. Explain this stream. witch magic. Oh, I I probably shouldn't explain it, or Nintendo might get mad. But uh, <laughs> I, you know, it's just it's 720p for some reason. It's weird. Ah, it's the darnest thing. thing. Yeah, I do own that game. In case anyone is getting upset at me, I paid good money for the 3DS version. So, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I've been playing that. I've been playing Black Mesa, which Ooh. is a fan remake of the original Half Life game. And uh, man, it's it's good. Like basically, their goal was to make because the first Half Life came out in like 1997 or 98, mm-hmm. something like that. It's super old, but uh, their goal was to make Half Life One feel more in the world of Half Life Two. So yeah, there are some cool. like alien races that changed dramatically between one and two, and they kind of made the one aliens look more like the two aliens and sound effects and all that stuff. And it they added some like physics puzzles to the game, like. They did a really good job, and uh, so it's awesome. I've been playing that on stream. Uh, I've been playing Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Um, I also played a little bit of that with our friend Ashley, uh, a little bit of the co-op, and that's mm-hmm. pretty fun too. Uh, it kind of stinks though because it does not save your your progression. Like it saves your like personal character XP, uh, anything you've bought, any items that you like picked up. You save that, but you don't make any like story progress, which is oh. kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's a it's a big shame. I don't know why they made that decision exactly, but still very a very good time. Uh, yeah. Ash, Ash and I are going to play some more soon. Uh, maybe even stream it this time. Why not? Very um, cool. Yeah. Let's see what else. What else? What else? Uh, I've been playing uh, Sea of Thieves like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I have had so many fun stories, uh, and I I want to go into some thoughts about Sea of Thieves really quickly yeah. because I, I do have some. I know, because uh, it's been getting some mixed reviews. It's yeah. been getting not, not too flattering reviews. So I have a theory about the mixed reviews, okay? So here, here's, here's how I feel about Sea of Thieves. Uh, as a $10 a month game using the Xbox Game Pass, mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves is a delightful, almost masterpiece. Uh, mm. Especially if you're playing it <laughs> with like fun fr- like good friends, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, be, it, but on the other hand... It's probably one of the worst $60 single player games ever made. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I mean? So like at $10 a month playing with all your buddies, that game is magical and firing on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. At $60, which some people can pay and playing by themselves, which is an option that you have, that game is not fun at all. Like no, you're just doing the same fun. stuff over and over and over <laughs> again. So yeah, it's it's a weird. It's it's tough to review. It's almost like reviewing. It's almost like it's like a it's like it creates a space to hang mm-hmm. out in. It's not so much about the game. Like they they give you just enough stuff to do to like go off and have your own adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I you know it's a tough game to review on its own merits in yeah. in, in that sense. So well, and I think I think uh, a lot of the reviews were saying it's a super solid foundation for what the game will become. But right now, there's not a lot there. So I think in a year we revisit this, it's probably going to be chock full of great content. But hopefully, right, right now, you know, it's it's a little bit bare bones. It's bare bones, sure. but you can still have a really fun time if you have 
three, you know, fun and funny buddies. Yeah. Basically. So, uh, and I think, I think that's everything I've been playing lately. Cool. I played a little more Horizon Zero Dawn, but uh, that's kind of tapered off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, don't I, I that, do plan... Don't let that happen, well, David. I was don't just about to go into the Frozen Wilds, <laughs> and then I tapered off. So, uh, yeah, it'll be fine. I'll come back to it. I enjoy yeah. it. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Very nice. Michael, what are you playing? I have, uh, surprisingly App. enough, been playing a lot of Bloodborne. Whoa! Yeah, I'm like, oh boy. So I'm you like, like, what, like two you years like late to the party on this one? You like yeah. to just <laughs> suffer? Is that is that what I'm getting? <laughs> yeah, no. I think so. um, yeah, I uh, admittedly have not been a, a very big Dark Souls fan. Uh, not that I I dislike the gameplay. It's just it just didn't click for me um, at the time. And uh, I don't know. Bloodborne it has just enough uh, mixture of uh, that faster place, more offensive kind of uh, gameplay. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I like the setting a lot, even, and, and that feels like a weird thing to say because it, it's a game that story is told mostly through reading the description on items you pick up. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's it sounds like really destiny. Fun. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really really good. I haven't done any of the multiplayer stuff in there, um, other than I've I've had uh, I had my like my game invaded I think once. Um, Did you but, take it to him? I did actually. It was surprising. There you go. <laughs> or there did you, you take it to the streets? Well, it was more of a nightmare realm of uh, hellish landscape, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> okay, I'm just fair. saying. I'm just saying. You don't invi- invade the platinum, pist- the platinum pistolero <laughs> game lightly. Easy for right? you to say. <laughs> yeah, that'll all, that'll all be edited to perfection later. No, I'm, sure. I'm editing this week, and it won't be. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think especially the boss designs are really really interesting for that game. Uh, not just the the different types of like combat they introduce, but just like the like character designs are are really really interesting. Uh, it's a cool game. If you didn't buy it two years ago when it came out, go check it out. <laughs> oh, I did. I just didn't play it. Wow, <laughs> you're changing worried. the game. Well, Adam. let me know when you break the wrapper off, and we'll do a little we'll do a little co-op. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, now I got that free digital copy, so I'm there's good. no point. There's yeah, no I'm point. gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it mint. It'll be worth something one I day. I think you can do. Uh, I think you can do three player <laughs> co op in that game. Maybe I was gonna um, nope. do a little something. No, nope. I won't Look play out. it. I won't play it. <laughs> Anything else, Mike? No, nah, man, that's about it. I can play a lot of Bloodborne. Awesome. Huh. It's a it's a pretty long game. I think you can Decently probably easily long. spend. I, I'm I'm really close to the end though. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I played. A little bit of the role of commentator of the Seven Seas. Oh, yeah, that was so much on, fun. On the Sea of Thieves stream. Yeah. Uh, this would have been right after our last episode. So if you want to check the yeah, Twitch uh, channel, right you can... When the right when the game launched. Yeah. Adam showed... I, I noticed Adam watching on the stream. I was like, Adam, you want to just hop in this Discord chat and comment? And then Mike showed up on the, on the chat. Yeah, that's true. And I was like, Mike, you should get in this Discord too. We basically recorded episode nine point five or ninety one point five. Yeah, uh, you know, SBOVGS ninety one point five. The wave, <laughs> the wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was fun playing commentator. I was not playing the game, yeah, because uh, I had uh, foolishly blown away my Windows partition on my MacBook, but mm. Uh, mm. and and I do not currently have Xbox Live, so. 
So sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I, I let you, you down. Install, you need to install Windows again, basically. I let you down. <laughs> um, but yeah, so played that. Um, played a bunch of Jackbox Party Pack 3 and 4 again. Oh. Um, that, I picked it up on a sale uh, for the PS4 and been playing that with the family, with guests and everything. And that's just oh, a good I was going to say, that's probably not a good game to play with your kids. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, I wasn't no. sure what you meant by with the family. No, no. I've, I've been playing with the kids. There's... Uh, a lot of those games have family-friendly options oh, in the yeah, in the settings, oh. so you can set it and it'll take the dirty ones out. And uh, yeah, it's good times. Oh, nice! Yeah, so playing some Fibbage, some Quiplash, some Gespionage. Gespionage oh, is a good time. I don't know if oh, I've yeah. ever played that one. It's good. It's good. Hmm. Hmm. Um, anyway, We're and have then another one of those game nights soon. I think on our Twitch channel. Ooh, that'd be fun. Uh, don't know when yet. Yeah, but we will. We that will was super sure. fun. Yeah. yeah. So um, then also played some Minecraft with the kids a bit, you know, just building mm. stuff, having a good time. I'm waiting for that play together update. I want to play. I want Switch, Xbox and PC players to all be able to play together. Uh, and then I'm thinking about maybe buying a realm for a little while and like Ooh. inviting any SBF VGSer that wants to like join the oh, realm. Oh, that would be cool. And they, we could all build something together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like it. So that's like a thought, it. but we got to wait for that Nintendo Switch update. But yeah, so, so I was I was a little bit of a filthy casual this past fortnight, but you know, mm, it was just uh, like last fortnight, right? Didn't you? I know it's, <laughs> I, but I've been I've been wrapping up a compositing uh, project. Yeah, as, a compositing as you know. gig. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I, I just want to explain this joke really quick, just to make sure <laughs> because you guys it understand. makes the jokes oh funnier. I'm the compositor, but Adam always jokes that I'm a composer. So now Adam is you know uh, working on some composition, some musical composition. He's a composer, and. So now I'm going to call him a composite. It's just fair. So there <laughs> it's you go. Just fair. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, um, are you guys ready for the super best friends video game sleepover fortnightly news wrap up? No, yeah, absolutely. No. Yes. Yes. No. no. Yes. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is not called that, Adam. It is called the. <laughs> wow Ooh. that was a good one yeah <laughs> you put some stank on it i, I put all a little bit right. of like a spin you know can't do the same thing all the time we we creative types we get bored doing the same thing over and over again so i had to mix it up <laughs> there you there go, you go. Uh, so um <clears throat> i'm just gonna go ahead and start with the sea of thieves a related one here mike ibarra of xbox has issued a sea of thieves challenge on twitter this is pretty cool yeah he basically has offered any crew that can sink his ship while he's out on the seven seas um a basically everyone in the crew will get a free 12 months of xbox live yeah oh, and cool. now, who is mike ibarra like what does yeah. he do he's, oh, he's the corporate man. vice president of gaming <laughs> yes there you precisely. go precisely i was yeah. testing you i didn't want to yeah, just come I- right out and say it <laughs> That's that's so sweet. I hope they keep doing like bounties like this. That's like that's, uh, yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, and uh, also I would like to point out that that uh, news story was submitted by the wonderful Miss Maya. So thank you Indeed. for that, Miss Maya. Indeed. And uh, I've next, lost Adam? all of the other stories because I met. I, oh, there it is. There it is. There there. <laughs> okay, uh, No Man's Sky Xbox release is coming this summer. And it is going to coincide with the next update. Yeah. I did, no, I did is, finger quotes around next. Yeah. So, this is cool. <clears throat> we have no idea what's in this update. Yeah. At all. So, uh, what are they called? No Man's Sky people. 
have, Hello Games. <laughs> Hello Games, thank you. Have uh actually updated this game a whole lot. So yeah. I mean yeah. I don't know I don't know that uh maybe maybe you didn't play it at all because you heard bad things or you played it a bit and you fell out of it, but it's getting to that point where I'm I'm almost ready to dive back in here. Yeah. Well what you should do is you should wait for this update because what they did, they did another big update last mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. Uh, in twenty seventeen and the game went on sale right when the update came out. Woo. So if you don't have No Man's Sky yet, wait until they release this update because it will probably go on sale again. Like they'll probably mm-hmm. drop the price down a bit. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, so yeah, dive in. I, I there's no rumor, no nothing is confirmed about any of this. But I I have heard. Okay, there's one rumor. There's the rumor I've heard is that, and I have not substantiated it in any way. And I should probably not be saying it on a on a video game podcast, but I'm doing it anyway because I really want it to be true that they're working on a PSVR version of the game that will be uh, one of the oh, updates. Okay, yeah. That would be, cool. be so good. <laughs> oh, I want See, it. Okay, I'll, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Um, it's kind of funny because that was submitted by Know It Man. Another story uh, submitted by Soak Seven. Oh, wait. Uh, by Soak7, basically stating that um, No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox, but the caption is, as if Sea of Thieves wasn't disappointing enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, he's I, a little salty. I have about 50 hours uh, of gameplay into No Man's Sky, yeah. and it's it's not as bad as, uh, you know, may, that the reason people were upset about No Man's Sky is because they announced a lot of features for the game that ended up not being in the fi- the or initial release. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they should have. The reason people were upset was because Hello Games should have told us that their scope had changed, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's terrible. But they've apologized for that. They've owned up to it, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff that they talked about in those early press releases are now in the game. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they they eventually delivered on it. And this new update, I have my fingers crossed. Like, aside from the PSVR thing, I have my fingers crossed. And again, this has not been announced. There's no rumor for this. But I have my fingers crossed for co-op, finally. Because that's the Ooh. one thing that the game does not officially have yet that they mm. talked about. So uh, they do have, like, these, like, orbs that you can, like, see other players if they happen to be in the same part of the universe. But... I want to see the player, you know, mm-hmm. that, that would mm-hmm. be pretty sweet. And uh, since we don't know what's in this update, you know, I'm just, I'm hopeful that maybe that's one of the things. Who knows? Well, you know? and, and since, since you've confirmed it right here on the show, that PSVR no. is being included in No Man's it's, Sky. It's not it, confirmed. We should also be very excited that the P- PlayStation VR bundle is getting a price cut and will now be yeah. $100 cheaper. Yeah. That's this cool. one is submitted by Taco Douglas. Look mm, out. Who's that handsome that? gentleman? Who, who's that guy? Hmm. Yeah. Weird. So that is pretty cool. I, I imagine that we, Mike and I were talking about this earlier. I, what I was, I'm thinking that every time uh, PlayStation VR has gone on sale, you know, they cut it by about a hundred bucks and then people start buying it like crazy mm. and then they raise it back up. And I bet they're just watching those numbers. So mm-hmm. <laughs> this is probably just uh, an effort to get a million of, bajillion of these things out there and then yeah. that will just help yeah. more vr games to be developed which yeah. is great. round two of psvr games are coming out this year you know like that yeah. uh whatever that one's called by the guys who made the uh the london heist i'm so excited about oh, that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh uh, blood and truth blood and blood truth, and oh. truth. 
This yeah. is why we keep Mike around. He's got that yeah. memory. That, yeah. no, that was like my favorite game from PSX. That game was going to be yeah, great. It was so good. Yeah. So good. So this one's pretty funny. This comes uh, by way of Kotaku. Um, Todd Howard won't even tell his son anything about the Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> so, Can you imagine Todd Howard's life? He's working on one of the most hotly anticipated games of uh-huh. all time at this yep. point, because Skyrim was a masterpiece. And like, it's been released on like a million systems yeah. now. It's on it's on like uh the back of airplane seats at this point, you know. <laughs> it's but, like uh, the mist of our generation. Yeah, exactly. But he, he can't even tell his own son if he's like what he's doing in the game or how when it's coming out or he, because his son goes to school or whatever yeah. and his son is gonna he can't trust that his son's not gonna tell anyone yeah what a so strange this, life <laughs> it's pretty funny so jason trier from kotaku he wrote this uh, article and this is based off of an excerpt from a podcast um, actually. a new podcast yeah called the game maker's notebook which is hosted by insomniac's uh ted price and he mm. just he does these cool interviews with uh folks like neil Druckmann, for instance you know Ooh. um yeah so i've i've just actually subscribed to it so when are, um, when are we doing an interview with neil Druckmann? good question uh, <laughs> maybe maybe next fortnight we'll see oh okay we'll see what All i right. can put time will tell <laughs> So, um, but anyway, so this interview, he's talking about how, um, yeah, his, his old, his, I think it was his youngest son was basically asking him, um, you know, he said, you know, Kent, <laughs> when is Elder Scrolls six coming? And, uh, you know, uh, he told him, oh, I'm not going to talk about it right now either. And he said, well, can I give you my ideas? Can I work on it? <laughs> and he please, said, come on. Daddy, can I please work on Elder Scrolls six? <laughs> Please, Teddy. <laughs> and then he says, come on, tell me a few things. I'm not going to tell anybody. And he says, well, you might. So I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I love, love it, it too. Todd I got my fingers Howard. crossed for an announcement at E3 of Elder 6. That's what I want so bad. Yeah, Todd Howard is a stone. He's stone cold. He's, stone, he's a stone cold fox, too. I mean, that's where you're going. Why don't, why don't I just go there? <laughs> <laughs> so uh ea this one's submitted by a handsome man named his barry named barry white i think oh um wow so ea finally unlocks all star wars battlefront 2 heroes and has overhauled the loot box laden progression system oh uh, uh hang on a second guys hang on hang on okay good uh i just wanted to reinstall that game real quick yeah so i'm i'm pretty excited because i actually have not jumped into this one yet yeah and i loved the first game and this kind of fixes a lot of the issues that people had um with it so um i had talked a bit uh let me see if i can find him oh is this the part of the show where adam googles something (laughs) the part of the show adam googles things We have a couple uh, parts of that show this this time around. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I had talked a little bit with Tom Marks uh, from IGN on Twitter, just kind of just kind of feeling him out, like, hey, I know you reviewed this um, this game, you know, with these changes, do you think that would have impacted your score? Like, would it have gotten a better score if these were in place from day one? And he said it was likely that that is the case. Wow. So 
I, I'd, I'd be really interested to see some outlets kind of do a revised review of this game. Um, yeah. And kind of see what kind of review scores it, it would get in the current state. I know that some outlets do those uh, updated reviews when a game gets massively overhauled. Um, and some some don't. They just stick with the stinker score. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I, I'm excited. I'm going to probably jump into that uh, very soon here. Yeah, um, I, I'm cool. going to reinstall. I actually never finished the single player campaign. I wonder... I wonder if that's something you guys would be interested for me to stream. You know, hmm. Like maybe you didn't pick up the game, maybe you have no interest in buying it, but you'd yeah. like to see the official Lucasfilm canon story that surrounds the game. You know, maybe, there you maybe. Go. maybe yeah. uh, let me let me know. Tweet at me if you want to see the campaign of Star Wars Battlefront Two. It's kind of an older game, so maybe not. But just let me yeah. know. Send us a tweet at SBFEGS Podcast or at David J Tate. Yeah, either of those work. Yeah. Uh, and then this Fortnite in free games, we have EA, or excuse me, Spec Ops, uh, the line coming free on Humble Bundle, which is super cool. That's really great. Yeah. I don't know how long that deal's going for, though, so you might want to jump on that. Yes. And then oh, free... Oh, guys. Guys. What? Yes. Is it's it already over? It's already over no! by the time this episode Edit comes it out. out. Yeah. Edit it out. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe. No, we'll I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, also coming free to Xbox Live Gold subscribers in April is Best Game Ever, The Witness, uh, as well as Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which is uh, allegedly very good and criminally underplayed. From I've heard read. that that game is is very good. So, yeah. if, definitely pick that one up. So, yeah, Assassin's Creed coming mid-April, I, I guess on the 1st, is The Witness. Um, and then Dead Space 2. Dead Space 2 is a masterpiece. If you have an Xbox back, One... Yeah, backwards just compatible. Just install that backwards compatible game, play it. It is so good. It's pretty good. Dead go. Space 2. Good game. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, Mad Max headlines the PS Plus April free games, which so is super sweet. So at least uh, we get sweet. one good game on PS4. Yeah, there's a bunch of other games <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know of, uh, wasn't familiar with. So I, yeah. didn't feel, I didn't feel like parading them in front of everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. that's it that's it for the news right. so mike yeah good sir good sir mm-hmm. the tweets my good man okay yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> i want to get right this- over there Mike? No, I want to get this interview so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep it brief on the tweets so we can get to the sweet, sweet Chris Madigan interview. Um, but yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we got to hear we got to hear from the audience because we, we they do. are they are my favorite part about doing this show. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I said it. I said it. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> so brave. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. First of all, yeah. Thank you, everyone who who wrote in a question. Um, I'm gonna probably have to hold some of these for maybe next uh, episode, uh, mm-hmm. so we can get mm-hmm. you right onto that sweet, sweet interview. Um, but we'll go ahead and start out with uh, uh, Mr. Josh Bailey, who wrote in and said, "Whatever happened to land parties?" <laughs> and this is a, this is a good question. And and the only answer I could come up with was that internet got better. <laughs> that's a good so. answer because the internet think, was so bad it was real bad you had to take your this is for the young people this might be fascinating like you had to take your computer to your friend's house to play them online yeah there was and this no, is like before laptops could even play video games so so laptops it would be like right out 
a bunch of sweaty nerds in a house that was just so hot from all the PC towers and monitors. <laughs> yep. yep. And everyone's just cables everywhere. Yep. <laughs> oh man. We so had many we had land parties at uh handsome faced Eric's apartment in yes, uh, we did. Nashville, Tennessee. Indeed. We had I, I went to one at Gabe's house, Gabe from uh, Married to the Games. Like mm-hmm. we all went down oh, into yeah. his basement and we had all our computers there. We were playing Counter Strike. It was it was amazing. Good times. Yeah. So you actually so, went and played games in the basement? Yeah, we were in the basement. <laughs> didn't yeah. uh, didn't feel stereotypical, huh? No. Well, at the time I'm it was sure just I had life. A neck, I'm sure I had a neck beard, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, just life back I then. Just had, it wasn't yeah, stereotype it was just life. yet. We didn't know better. We didn't know any better. <laughs> Actually, Gabe has a really funny story about land parties because we were all playing. We were all doing land parties with him. And he was like telling this like cute girl at camp like about, yeah, and then all my friends brought their computers over and we all played video games together. And he was like, and she was not impressed at all. And he was like, <laughs> why didn't you guys tell me this was a nerdy thing? Like, he didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so that's stuff. what happened. The internet happened to land parties. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um. We got a question from NTFTT Pod. Uh, this is a Look little out. game for us, uh, a Mary Hug Kill, uh, and it's based on it's based on some cons. It's actually four now, choices, so I'm not now really wait, sure. Now wait, now wait, hang on. Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Three choices. What? It's yeah. three okay. choices, but yeah. but I think we decided to change it to Mary Hug. Forget to pick up at the airport. <laughs> right, that was Deadward's suggestion on Twitter like <laughs> oh, okay. a year or a, it a seems week ago a or whatever. Wordy, but I like it. <laughs> I like it. So our, our three choices, uh, well, they're all cons. So you're gonna they have to pick. They're all cons. You're gonna have to pick your very favorite, I guess. Okay. Uh, San Diego, San, um, I can say words. San yeah. Diego Comic Con. <laughs> all right. Anaheim WonderCon or E3. So first off the bat, I'm gonna start. I don't know what the heck Anaheim WonderCon is, so I'm gonna le- I'm gonna forget to pick that one up at the airport. What? Yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. my gosh. And you know, E3 used to be Bay. Uh, <laughs> but all of the uh they're all like dropping out. Like Nintendo doesn't doesn't even really go anymore. They have their games there, but they their announcement is just online. You mm-hmm. know, and Bethesda's thing is like off campus. Like they're not at E3. Everyone's mm. moving off campus. So I'm just gonna give E3 a hug. I mm. you know, I would have said marry E3 in the nineties in its heyday, you know. But uh, yeah, but now okay. nowadays it's more of a hug. And then I want to I want to marry I want to marry San Diego Comic Con. It is one of my <laughs> dreams to go to that Comic Con because it's the, it's the number one. It's the biggest. Well, it's not the biggest anymore. Actually, the New York one is bigger in terms of how many people go. But mm. it is the what do you call it? The it's the it's like the what do you call it? The the flagship. It's the flagship yes. Comic Con. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So like so, I want to go. I want to see the cosplay. I want to see the pa- the film panels. I, I want to go find some comic books I had no idea I was interested in, um, and I want to see some video game stuff. I, I, like that's the one thing that like disappoints me about the New York Comic Con is there's very little video game presence there. Like last year they had Monster Hunter, which was really cool, um, and they had Little Monsters, which was pretty cool. But that's it. That's all I saw there. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, um, so David, Monsters you, is, you came in here, yeah, and you forgot to pick up WonderCon at the airport, yeah, and you broke my heart. Okay, because WonderCon—that's the one I marry. 
<laughs> All right. So, I've been to WonderCon. It's no, this, glorious. This could work, right? So so David leaves WonderCon at the airport, and Adam uh-huh. just very smoothly walks up and says, he's not, he's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming to this. So WonderCon's oh awesome because gosh. it's... It's uh, it's it's like movies and you know pop culture and uh, games and comics and everything, but also a ton of great artists uh, sell yeah. stuff for cheap at WonderCon, and it is mm. really great. So I mm. love WonderCon. Um, I'm I'm marrying WonderCon. I'm gonna hug. Mm. I'm gonna hug us SDCC. Okay, San Diego Comic Con uh, mm-hmm. because I'd like to go, but. I'm not. I've never been super into comics, so I feel it's like it's not about comics anymore. Though that's the thing. Like, well, I mean, there's plenty of stuff there, probably, but I prefer a little, you know, some less crowds. I just want me and WonderCon, yeah. just us together, <laughs> <laughs> romantic candlelight. Right. And then I'm gonna say I'm gonna forget to pick up E3 at the airport. Even though, as much as I love the big E3 announcements and stuff, I gotta say, like, I I couldn't I couldn't forget. SDCC, and I certainly won't forget, uh, you know, WonderCon. So there you have it. Yeah, I like how local all these are to me. Um, I don't have to go very <laughs> far for any of these. Yeah, um, I'm, I think I'm actually gonna gonna mirror Adam's choices here. Um, the only thing I could add to it is that I've I've been to E3 several times, and so uh, I do have some fond memories. But uh, yeah, towards the end, it was not the same. We've grown apart. I guess. <laughs> we're <laughs> <laughs> so I, much I'm, so that you've left her at the yeah, airport. Yeah, I'm bad at breakups, so <laughs> I just thought maybe I just won't show up. Uh, and like they'll, they'll probably get the easier pretty quickly. Yeah, it'll be easier if you just don't show. Yeah, for you, but easier for you. Yeah, definitely for me. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's cruel. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. I have one last one last question. Mm-hmm. This came in from Fed. Oh boy. Good old Fed. Super best Fed. Oh, Super best boy. Fed. Uh, you know, I just want to say there's a theme. Usually his requests involve certain people showing up. <laughs> I'm sure I don't know what you mean. <laughs> the question is, if Arnie and Christopher Walken found each other in a game of Fortnite, would they team up temporarily <laughs> or go or go for an instant kill? Hmm. I guess it's just pure speculation. They're, they're not yeah, here to I guess answer they this question. They don't have to a- answer this question, do they? Oh, no, they should don't I, have to do anything. I they don't feel want to. like They're this famous. is something that should happen on twitch.tv slash SBFVGS. Oh, pretty soon you guys, here. You guys want to put an invite out to them? I mean, yeah, yeah. We'll put an invite out to them. They could play the whole round. Yeah, yes, that would be so great. <laughs> yeah, let's I do it. We'll the, do, we'll do some click. Fortnite with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christopher Walken. I like well, it because I, I feel like I know what Arnold would do, but Chris is a little more of a loose cannon. Well, see, That's I know true. what Christopher yeah. Walken would do. Uh, okay. So there you go. <laughs> it's like almost it. as though maybe we should just role play this thing right now. You know? <laughs> no, well, on Twitch. On Twitch, yeah, it'll be on great. Twitch. We'll have Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christopher Walken play some yeah. Fortnite. Okay, so let's yes. put a, we'll put a pin in this one and come back. We'll to it put on a Twitch. pin in that one. Come back yes. to it on a stream. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I like what? it. And them's the tweets. Them's the tweets. Them's All the right, tweets. you guys. Adam, would you please? Mm. Would you please sell me something? I will. Oh, my, I will. my pockets are aching. <laughs> They're so full of They're money. They're so full of money. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> so, Gamefly, you guys. Okay. Um, are you tired of buying $60 games every day and not being able to feed your family? Every well, Gamefly day. has got you covered. 
With GameFly, you can rent over 9,000 games and movies with no late fees and no commitments. Wow. You're free you know, to cancel. There's one thing I hate. It's commitment. Oh. So oh, tell me <laughs> yeah, about it. That's why you let people to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so you're free to cancel anytime. Um, and here's how confident, you guys. Listen up. Here's how confident that Gamefly is that you're going to love this service. You can sign up today. Enjoy okay. one whole month, 30 days, maybe 31. Mm. Uh, on the house. On the house. That's free, ladies and germs. <laughs> ladies and germs. <laughs> ladies <All right>. and <laughs> Is this becoming a stand-up routine? <laughs> After that, you just pay a monthly pittance, really, and uh, to keep that su- that sweet subscription rolling. And you can play all the video games that your heart desires. So, I'm just telling you, go ye therefore to GameFlyOffer.com slash SBFEGS. Once again, GameFlyOffer.com slash SBFEGS to kick off your sweet, sweet GameFly subscription with a free month of rentals. All right, for the main event this fortnight, we are joined by super guest friend, musician, and composer of the unbelievable Cuphead soundtrack, Chris Madigan. Hello, Chris. Super best friends. Yes. yes. <laughs> how are, how are, you, how are you doing? Good. We're great. Good. We're great. Thanks Thank so you much for being coming here. on. Yeah. My pleasure. All right. So Anytime. diving right in. Anytime. Oh, right. Yeah, All right. There we go. Like there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold you to it. Dangerous. <laughs> I am a great. I am a good guest. So yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Well, so, I mean, we were talking a little bit before the recording, and you know, it seems like we're going to get along pretty well. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. That, but you hear, you heard it here. Fourth member of SPF VGS. <laughs> it's official. Someone's got so to banish diving the into the. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, diving into the interview. Um, Chris, could you give us kind of a quick musical backstory that's kind of leading up to the last couple of years? Uh, like of my myself or the Cuphead experience. Yeah, more yeah. So. No, I was just actually you, just going to ask. As Adam a... was like so generic. Like, just tell us a story that involves some music. <laughs> it could be about <laughs> you or maybe someone you like a lot. Yeah. Well, I heard mostly I heard about you though. Getting sued, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was ages ago. Yeah, that's true. Don't you worry about um, that. <laughs> this is all stuff we talked about during the pre-show, by the way, guys. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, I grew up wanting to be uh, a rock drummer. That was my mm-hmm. initial. Uh, we had, as the story goes, we had four four tapes in the family car. Um, <laughs> David Bowie, Let's Dance. All right, nice, good, good one. You know, that was actually kind of new at the time. Since so is also dating myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's Dance. Um, Traveling Wilburys. Rad. Nice. Uh, the Smurfs, Smurfing, Smurfing something. <laughs> That's and, uh, yeah, that one's Smurfing not a USA, field. was it? The one that Smurfing has the, USA. I don't know if that's on it. It has the Smurfing beer tune on it. <laughs> all right, no, all right. Smurfing beer. And, uh, oh my goodness. And Billy Joel's greatest hits. And hey, so okay. I grew up a big, uh, know? big Billy Joel fan. And hmm, very um, cool. I always wanted to. Like, I mean, we had also a, a VHS of. Uh, I think he was one of the first, if not the first, artists to play in, in uh, 
Leningrad after the wall came down. So there's there's oh, wow. a really actually great concert because he's kind of in his prime at that point. Um, called uh, Live in Leningrad concert something Billy Joel mm-hmm. and uh, and you know I wore that VHS out and his <laughs> his drummer Liberty DeVito was just like I just wanted he looked like he was having so much fun and so that mm-hmm. was you know that was my initial uh, rock uh, aspirations and hmm. then um, nice. So my mom was like, okay, well, how about piano lessons instead? And uh, <laughs> everyone's so like, I ah, I got a rock though. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, I did it for the bit, for a little bit. And I really didn't, uh, didn't enjoy it. I mean, I, you know, it's, I would, it's not what I wanted to do. So I wish I was better sure. at piano now, yeah. but uh, <laughs> so, so do I did that. And then we kind of compromised and I started taking um, legit percussion lessons, but I still played. Oh, okay. Still worked on drum set on the side. I kind of mm-hmm, makeshift mm-hmm. kit at home. Finally got my first kit when I was like fourteen, and then oh, nice. played you know played a lot in high school and bands and stuff, and played in the concert band as well. And a lot of you know my some of my teachers and other people were like, "Well, you should go into university. You should go into music uh, at university." And I was like, "That is a totally dumb idea. Why? Would, <laughs> why would I? Uh, you know, there's no what's the career there?" And um, so it was kind of not really like at that point I was a bit more pragmatic I guess it didn't seem like a mm-hmm. okay a viable life choice and then it's, it's interesting because usually most people start out dreamers and then become pragmatic because they have to <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, you no, flipped I, it you flipped it on us well that was yeah like I took a few years off after university and then I was like um, you know I had no idea what I wanted to do and then I I ended up seeing. Uh, poster for the percussion ensemble at the university of my my hometown and i was like hey i used to do that and, and i mean i was still kind of playing like in the few bands at that point but nothing serious and uh mm-hmm. so then i went and checked it out and i was like i think you know this is what i want to uh, pursue so then i ended up doing a degree in classical percussion and also played in a cool band this is back in saskatchewan in canada and Very we cool. put out a CD, and then we broke up, and then I moved to Toronto, and because I moved here to go to school, and then mm-hmm. I've been here for eleven, almost eleven years now. And wow. so I, you know, I play now. Most of what I do here, work-wise, is uh, do orchestral freelance percussion work. And, wow, that's awesome. Uh, you know, I've I, I've studied jazz and I play jazz as much as I can, but it's not something I do too much of. So, mm-hmm. you know, Chad and Jared asked me to write music for this little, very tiny game they were making uh, six <laughs> years ago or whatever. And I said, definitely not. Because, you know, find, <laughs> find, find, a, find a real composer was kind of my, uh, my thing. Oh, and they man. didn't really know anyone else, I guess. So I ended up, that's sort of how I got involved. And it was just uh, yeah. sort of baby steps of like, okay, I guess if I'm doing this, then I might as well you know, study and try to figure out how to do this properly. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was (laughs) kind of, how did, how did you, how did you know those guys? So we grew up, um, about two blocks apart in, uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. That's literally the name of the town. Um, (laughs) Reminds uh, me of something. Can I put my finger on what though? (laughs) It's the city that rhymes with fun. That's the, Every, everyone who is from it's 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 literally a joke 
uh, everywhere <laughs> across Canada. And we, we had tickets to go see, uh, the first time I went to New York in 2003, uh, we got tickets to go to the Conan O'Brien show. Like we, oh, we were there like four in the morning, right? Oh. Like out front trying to win that ticket lottery thing or whatever. And we got to go. Oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. It was yeah. great. <laughs> did you get in? Yeah. yeah. Made it in. You got you to oh, show up awesome. real early. Yeah. But, we got there like 9 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so uh, like the warm up comedian, he, one of his jokes was literally, do you guys know that there is a town in Canada called Regina? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that was, that was no punchline. That was the joke. So <laughs> everyone's having a good laugh. Yeah, about and we're it. just sitting yeah. there like, yeah, we knew that. But, so, so yeah. So anyways, that's where, that's where we all grew up. I've met them. Chad and Jared in grade four, or grade five, I think. And, wow. and oh, Jared nice. is still there. And Chad uh, moved to, uh, to Oakville, Ontario, which is about an hour from Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. he was here before I was here. So he's been here at least 13 or 14 years, probably. So, wow. so the team, yeah, the team wow. is, is, I've known that's, I've known them for like 25 years now, basically. And the team is all spread huh. out throughout animators in the States, programmers in BC. And, you know, it's, they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Wow. That is really cool. Yeah. So I was going to ask, is Cuphead uh, the first time? You've composed for a game, but it sounds like it certainly was. It was the, right? really the first time I've composed for almost anything. I've done, almost anything. I've done wow. a little bit of, of other, some more avant-garde, kind of like soundscape stuff, mm-hmm. which is all available to listen to on my SoundCloud. If anyone is, I, don't know the, nice. I don't know the address. Oh, but yeah, you can, yeah, yeah. You want to give it a plug? Uh, you got a URL? I don't know what the... Uh, if, okay. if you go to my website, <laughs> we'll, we'll you can link to it through there. <laughs> But, uh, there you oh, go. Perfect. Perfect. There, there we go. But I mean, that's that's All right. pretty well. What's on there is pretty well the extent of what I've written up to that point. So, and I'd I'd wanted to wow. write actually for a long time, but it was just uh, I think without having I'm kind of someone who's more project driven than mm-hmm. out of the need to just do something. So it right. was yeah, actually yeah, having something to work on was like that was what was motivating for me. So mm-hmm. yeah. wow. So first off, you make me sick. Um, <laughs> second <laughs> big fan so <laughs> I, it's what uh, adam's trying to get you, at is he's jealous yeah no that's seriously no that's amazing that's truly an amazing story we're like well i've never really composed before but i'll go ahead and crush it in one yeah sure yeah. <laughs> it was so i mean it was so oh, wow it was a lot of work though i mean that was the uh sure. it became like a you know a, a part-time part-time job for the better part of four years too. Like it was a lot of, yeah, it okay. was a lot of study and it would have, it was, uh, if it was, you know, if it had been anything else, if it had been like eighties metal chip tunes for some racing game, it, it still would have been the same process, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you gotta do, you I, I sit down that, and do though. the research, listen, listen to, you know, listen to the reference tunes, listen to what they want. Yeah. Figure out the, okay, figure yeah, out that the technology. Was, I was going like, to ask it's, you. It's just like a lot of it is just research based and finding a good, you know, in my case, I found yeah. a great teacher, which was very beneficial. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Did When they told you kind of what the vibe of the music they were hoping to get uh, was going to be, I you know, was wondering if you just kind of already were a fan of that music, or did you really just need to immerse yourself in it to start picking up the, the licks, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was, I've been a fan of that for a long time, and I've played, you know, I've studied jazz for a long time, too, on drum set. 
Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe in a more somewhat modern modern sense, but uh, sure, yeah. The music was not unfamiliar to me, but I it, this was like a, a deep immersion in the whole. You know, like I you end up listening to thousands of tunes, you know, from that era, and, and yeah, picking, picking <laughs> wow. through and figuring out a lot of them. You know, in fairness, like a lot of them are uh, very generic kind of dance. Mm. You know, tunes for dancing are not really like concert pieces. That's ended up why you know I ended up gravitating towards composers like Ellington, who's really um, uh, doing something radically different than what a lot of the, and it wasn't, you know, he wrote stuff for, um, for shows and dancing and things when he was working at the Cotton Club, but a lot of what he was writing was for performance, was, you know, concert. Mm-hmm. So, and he gets, okay. there, there's That's a cool. lot, like, you know, a lot of, him in particular, a lot of uh, very, respected musicologists of the, the you know 20th 21st century um will say that he like he doesn't get the recognition he deserves like he's arguably america's you could make a case that he was um the most important american composer but when you say wow, that wow. you don't you automatically you don't think about jazz music you think about the classical side of things you think about aaron Caldwell. yeah yeah. Aaron, yeah okay so um, but he was you know he deserves a lot more credit and a more mainstream. Uh, hmm. um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, w- I was curious, um, how early into the game creation process did, did you c- uh, get involved for Cuphead? Because, um, you know, like you said, it was four years for you. Mm-hmm. Um, was was the project already kind of underway or was it still very early stages? It was pretty early. They'd maybe been tossing around ideas for a couple of years, but they hadn't really um started spending like they were working in their their spare hours at the time they both chad and jared had full-time jobs so they would Mm -hmm. they would kind of like you know send ideas back and forth to each other on weekends and sort of sketching out Mm -hmm. the game so i got involved in summer late summer of 2013 um and by that point they knew they had sort of they had finally settled on what cuphead was going to be and it, mm. it grew exponentially from that point, but that was, you know, by then they had, they had, cause it went through the game itself went through a lot of uh, iterations and what, what kind of game they wanted to make. And so, I mean, it's tough to say exactly when they started. There's definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, all the articles are like, they've been working on this for seven years or 10 years or whatever, or not, right, not very, yeah. ac- they're not, those aren't accurate at all, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, maybe like a year or so into when their creative process. But they definitely brought me on fairly early because they they wanted to work together on the thing and, and simultaneously. So mm-hmm. nice, mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome, very cool. So, um, were you getting kind of like concept art or animations to write to along the way? To an extent, there was you know a couple of things, but a lot of it was because I think things were being developed simultaneously. A lot of the process for me was just. Um, I was just trying to write as many things as I could and, and get as many ideas down as possible. And I would send them their way mm. and they would say, this is going to work. Or they would say, this is not going to work. And oh, okay. so, um, yeah, there, there was definitely a few specific bosses where early on we knew it was going to be for that boss. The frogs were like that. Genie was like that. Uh, all mm. the world map stuff we knew was going to be, for the world maps, some things, you know, tutorial was written 
well, I guess tutorial wasn't specifically written for that, but a lot of it, there's a certain amount of things that were written for specific events, but most, a good portion mm-hmm. of the boss music was just matched up after it had already been started. Oh, and, okay. then, and then at that huh. point, it was also like, maybe in some cases, things were refined to fit the boss a bit more. But obviously, yeah. like the, the two, the last boss music uh, was written specifically for a last boss. Mm-hmm. Um, the King Dice music <laughs> was written for him because he already sort of had his theme song. So his boss mm-hmm. music is like, it's uh, it's based on that sort of so that was but a lot of it was a, i would say a large percentage of, of the music was written simultaneously and matched up later in the process okay huh. very cool yeah i was curious in, in particular about um the frogs the clip joint calamity mm-hmm. um uh what were you, you you mentioned that as one of the ones that was written specifically for those characters or for that fight um how did you go about um kind of matching the mood to what you were seeing mm-hmm. from the characters. I mean, that one had, that one had been started, uh, but it wasn't that far along. And I think they knew there was a point where they knew it was, that was going to be that one. So I just tried to give that one a bit more of a, uh, a bar room kind of vibe, I guess. Mm. Okay. Um, there is yeah, very cool. There, there, there are a couple references in the game that no one has found yet. And there's one in that tune. Oh, Really? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, I guess. Are you about to reveal I'm one? I'm not World revealing anything. People, right people still need to find it themselves. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, there's there's there was a point where really early on we thought it'd be cool for like every boss to have some sort of like Easter egg in the music, and then after mm. like a couple of those, we were like, this is dumb. So, but that one that one does <laughs> that one has one in it. So, um, but I wow. think we, that one in particular, yeah, we just tried to match the vibe early on of that hmm. it's i think it's hard i don't know i have a difficulty the idea of trying to write to picture or to write based on something like i'd rather just have a general concept and their general concept was okay up yeah. up t- up tempo fast paced uh big band music so <laughs> nice all right so it. they just kind of let you run wild in that genre and uh did did you like would you like present like demos and samples and stuff to them, like during the process and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were always going back and forth and there was a lot of stuff that got scrapped that I thought was good, but Chad, oh. Chad would say like, this mm. is not going to work. And you mm. know, he's cause he, he was really someone who had the whole vision in his head. He could see it all. Um, yeah. As a finished product, which, you know, even on an early stage, which was super impressive. Um, yeah. And so, you know, if you, there were definitely times I would argue voice- with him. And, and yeah, I'd if you be had like, to voice your anger to him right now, what would you say? <laughs> oh, he, he knows. He knows that I know that he did the right uh, the right thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah. at, at the time, when the thing is also like he would be describing something to me, and like we need music for this, and then I, you know, he had he can't totally describe his vision, so I would write it to what right. I thought his vision was. And I'd be like, sure, yeah. You have to be joking. This is exactly what you need. This is what this is the music <laughs> <Yeah>. you want. <laughs> and it turns out, you know, you see it afterwards. Like the uh there was music written for the for the opening um the intro movie, which was way more mm-hmm. placid and relaxed. And mm-hmm. he's like, No, no, we can't it the intro movie has to be way more exciting. And so I think oh. I seem to recall I fought him a bit on that, and it turns out he was right. So oh, yeah. okay. All right. So maybe that'll get used in some other uh, iteration down the line. I don't know. 
damn good tune. Yeah, very cool. Damn good tune. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Very nice. So um, the full, I guess, the full jazz band um, that we see in the making of Cuphead videos, uh, was that always in the plans? Like, was that always a goal uh, to have the big band sound or... At, at any point, was there a, maybe a more scaled down budget version of that in mind, or oh, was yes. that always the aspiration? Definitely early on. Um, you know, we had some in, like just ridiculously small number. Like, okay, we can probably do this whole soundtrack for like twelve thousand dollars or something like okay. insane, right? And uh, and I mean, initially, like if you go back and look at like go to the very first trailer, like the pre E three, like we're talking trailers from like two thousand and fourteen, like the really short teaser ones. Mm-hmm you see how bad the game looks compared to how it looks now and how refined it got. And you'll hear some Mm -hmm. of the, you know, like that was, that was when it was a small team and it was going to be like a quarter of the size that it ended up becoming. Um, because they scaled back a lot of the ideas they wanted to do too. So, you know, yeah, because I I remember seeing uh, that video specifically. I was like, Ooh, that's that Microsoft money right there. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I don't know if that's accurate at all, but I can't speak to them. Yeah. I can't talk about the Microsoft money, Uh, but it was was more like um, after the, uh, the E3 trailer 2015 hit, which was kind of like the big coming out party, I think for the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, it only had, you know, the other two trailers had like a small fan base, and that's where Microsoft heard about the game. But um, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. the E3 one where it got um, massive press, and yeah. I think it was—I yeah. think it was maybe after that that Microsoft had contacted them. I don't quite remember, but um, mm. so it was—it was at that point where they were like, "Okay, um, we're going to." Uh, invest sufficiently more heavily into every aspect of this game. We're going to hire more animators, a few more programmers. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, like this, this goes back to the, uh, they had talked about, you know, there's sort of this romanticized version of like, we quit our jobs and remortgaged our homes and to finance mm-hmm. this game. But that was never like, it didn't really happen like that. You know, like they were taking small steps and they talked about it the whole way. And there was a point where, mm-hmm. Um, it made sense for them to do that. They didn't do that right off the bat. And it was after mm-hmm. this, this trailer became such a sensation um, that they were like, okay, well, this the next step we can do is maybe quit our jobs and work a bit more full-time. And after that, it was like the next thing we can do is remortgage our home so we have some more cash to work with, hire the people we need to hire. And mm-hmm. they were putting so much into the visuals. I think they were just like, there's no way that we're not going to try it. There's no way they're going to do that and then use MIDI. MIDI music was kind of the thing. And I was still writing yeah. it. I was writing it in, like, it was still ending up from the piano and going into Sibelius' score. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's still a workable format for exporting both parts. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, initially, yeah, what's just going to be the MIDI tracks with some, probably hire like a real rhythm section to play over it. And maybe someone, mm-hmm. maybe a saxophone or a trumpet solo just to add some stuff to it. But the general. Mm-hmm. We were going to try and mix the MIDI with some some live musicians for just budgetary reasons, and then there was there was a point right. where it's like we're just we can't cheap out on that if we're not doing that with yeah. anything else in the game. So that was um, after yeah after like the E3 2015, it was never really a question that they were going to go full full on, and they were yeah. pretty like you know I did some pretty I had some pr- pretty weird ideas, and they were gung ho for all of them, you know, like hiring a tap dancer. Let's get a barbershop quartet. 
and they were just like, yeah, just, just do <laughs> wow. it. So there was a point where oh, they man. just kind of I let love, me, they gave me sort of like, uh, you know, freedom to, to do these yeah. things. Absolutely love the Cuphead uh, barbershop quartet intro. Because <laughs> sometimes I just leave it on the on the title screen and I'll leave the room and then I'm just like I'm I'm still humming it hours later. You know? <laughs> I mean, this is also what you know when you hire real professionals to to work on your stuff, even if they're the, your ideas, like they're going to make them so much better. They're going to bring so much to the table, ideas, mm-hmm. ideas wise, uh, feel wise. Uh, sort of everything is going to be it's it's not going to sound the way it sounds in your midi thing but just with real players it's going to sound exponentially better yeah for, you know, yeah so, definitely so you know for anyone else making a game if you have the budget to hire real people to do something that's do it what, what, they, <laughs> what they can bring to it if they're they're professionals it's you know uh, you can't even really put into words i don't think how, yeah. how did you go about finding the musicians? Like, was there like a, like an audition process or something like that? No, we just went, I mean, it's also as soon as they said, we're going to hire a, a real big band. And this would have still been mm-hmm. probably before any of the ragtime stuff. So it still would have been smaller. So it just would have mm-hmm. been like 13 or 14 players. Um, I think there was like 42 on the soundtrack by the end. So it was quite, <laughs> quite a few, but, um, as soon as they said we're going to hire the, we'll let you hire the full big band. Uh, my mind immediately went to the Boss Brass, who are a, uh, I mean they're defunct now, but for thirty or forty years they were Canada's top big band, and, oh, and a lot of the, a lot wow. of those guys are still alive, and a lot of them, I think most of them are freelancers essentially, like they're still wow. they're still working musicians, and they all live in the Toronto area. And we wanted to keep things, you know, we wanted to be as, stay as local as possible too, and like work with the people that we know. Mm-hmm. So, so in that case, it was it was really easy to find those players because we wanted to. I mean, particularly for that kind of music, you need you need musicians who um, know each other's playing and have worked together yeah. to get that kind of. You can hire you can hire people just to come and read stuff, and it'll sound fine. But it's going to be missing that extra bit of. of the synergy between the, the players. So we also needed, we, we knew that we wanted or needed people who had, had spent decades playing together to, mm-hmm. make, yeah. to make it sound like they're not just coming into this session and playing these charts in a couple of days, you know, like, so, <laughs> yeah. And they also, well, they also needed to be amazing. like hella good just because the charts are, mm-hmm. are really hard and not necessarily super. Yeah. Well written in <laughs> yeah. So, there so are some very to... intricate songs on there. <laughs> well, yeah, when you have that many session too, players in a studio all at once, I mean, it gets pricey quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that's also like it's it's almost cheaper maybe to hire like a professional at full price mm-hmm. than if someone is charging less, but they're an amateur because the professional is going to get it done way yeah, faster. Exactly. You know, like that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. so as of December. Cuphead has now sold over 2 million copies. Mm-hmm. Um, could you talk a little bit about like your expectations going into the project versus like the mass of success that it is now? I, I think that they had hoped they thought a million copies by the end of the year would be like an outside dream. Like, you know, and like mm-hmm. uh, and they sold a million in two weeks, you know? So that was uh, yeah, so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, they just, I mean, nobody on the team, I think, had any, they, we knew that we had made something special, but we didn't know that the critical reaction was going to be what it was, especially because it's not mm-hmm. really, 
uh, um, you know, um, it's not that it's not a mainstream game, but it's 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 got a pretty specific, um, uh, you know, it's directed at a pretty specific audience in a way. Yeah, you know, people who yeah. like the treasure. Mega Man Bullet Hell games from the eighties. Yeah, kind of and it's brutally <laughs> difficult. I still haven't beaten it. <laughs> <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> it's pretty tough. It is pretty tough. I, let me see. <laughs> I, I'm. We're almost done with the third land. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, you're you close. Know, give me a little credit. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. You know, congrats to you and uh, to the team for all the success. It's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Man. So, last question I have here, mm-hmm. unless Mike or David, you want to interject? <laughs> I absolutely do. Okay, oh. go for it. Go for All it. All right. Um, how is and why is that's the, that's the right way to ask questions? Uh, how is and why is the King's Court so awesome? Uh, that's that is a good question. <laughs> I think a lot of you know a lot of that it has to do with uh, the drums. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, that's there you there. Go. I would yeah. say, and that's uh, that was Ted Warren playing drums, also a member of the Both Brass, Toronto stalwart jazz drummer. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. He was. I've studied with him like fifteen years ago, maybe like a long time ago, briefly. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's uh, he was. It's really my first and only choice for the drum. Mm. Like he was one of the only guys, particularly that I had a specific like. I, I want Ted on this album mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because cool. I knew that he was going to bring that power and that energy that, that a lot mm-hmm. of those tracks need. And that one in particular, it's like, I mean, this all goes back to, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the album, which is very highly and obviously um, influenced by Benny Goodman, big band, uh, mm-hmm. with yeah. ben, you know, clarinet, Lionel Hampton on vibes and then Krupa on drums. Um, and that's all that Tom stuff is just straight out of Gene Krupa's catalog, basically. So, <laughs> so I mean, it's, it's very cool. in a way it's easy to write too, because you just write, you know, 16 bars of slashes and say, play like Gene Krupa Tom's. And then, <laughs> then I filled up 16 bars of music. It's right. So, <laughs> but I mean, I think that's, that's one that uh, relies heavily on the, the drums, I would say in that particular case. Okay. Yeah, but I, I do like that tune. That was that was fun to write because oh, it came out. You know, it was after that. Uh, um, I think Die Host was definitely written first, which would be the king, the one the King Dice sings. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they wanted something for the King Dice boss, so it was just like taking those those themes and kind of just having fun with them and putting them in big band context. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I also have a question. Sure. Um, right. Do it. Out. Uh, so you're also a musician. You played drums a lot. Uh, did you play anything on this soundtrack? Yeah, I played. Uh, I played all of the drums on the ragtime sessions. Okay. Uh, so anything okay, with, nice. with that ragtime band uh, feel, I played xylophone. Oh, nice. I did all the vibraphone stuff. That's not the improvised solos. Because okay. that's, that's wow. definitely not my my thing, um, <laughs> part, and partially because I just didn't want. To, I felt the lines were so awkward that I felt bad giving them to anyone to learn. So I was just like, <laughs> I'll just do it myself. Uh, it would be awesome. cheaper because I'm already in the studio. 
Uh, I played some of the. Yeah. I played most <laughs> of the percussion except all of the Brazilian percussion on Coral Fury. Um, okay. Which was a local Brazilian percussionist, Alan Hetherington, who was awesome. And also, nice. I, I mean, I've been studying with him for a few years, and actually, that tune came about because he uh, uh, he took a group of us down to Brazil for Carnival two years ago. And, oh. and he didn't know that I was working on this thing. This was one of the last tunes that got written, I think. And he didn't know that I was working on the game at all. Cause I, I kind of kept it kind of quiet. And then we were just talking about who to hire for the sessions uh, mm-hmm. to an extent, because he's done a lot of sessions. And then I showed him the trailer and he's like, oh man, you got to write me. You got to write something for me to play on. So that's, that's, <laughs> that's how that awesome. tune came about. Really cool. he, was, I, he was like, you got to write something for some Brazilian percussion. So... <laughs> so that's, that's how that happened but uh i think that was i feel that's all i played on cool yeah awesome so yeah good times my my son every time i get in the car my son is like can we listen to cuphead all right and and he he likes to play the game where he tries to guess which level it the song is from and he's like right like nine times out of ten so it's pretty good it's very very memorable score so again absolutely uh, congrats uh on that and and the awards you guys have been getting yeah Yeah. Uh, well deserved stuff yeah for sure it's awesome so last question here. okay this is a very important question. If I th- if it's what I think it is, very important. About dog banishment. Uh, oh man, <laughs> it, you guys. No, no, it's not what David thinks. Oh, it's so, not. What, oh. Okay, I was gonna lose my so mind when when asked about the possibility of a Cuphead Sorry, sequel. You can blank this out. <laughs> Jared from Studio MDHR told IGN that it's quote guaranteed you'll see Cuphead at some point. So I know you probably can't talk about it, but just wink in the Skype video chat if you are working on <laughs> Cuphead 2. There is nothing. I mean, I think Jared is prompt. I mean, I think that is the plan. Uh, they have plenty of ideas that uh, didn't get used. I have plenty of ideas. I, He's winking, I'm folks. Not, <laughs> He's winking. <laughs> there is, there is uh, to my knowledge, nothing. I think we're going to get together soon and maybe discuss future plans cool but very i mean cool, they, cool. they have exciting. they have a lot of ideas and jared has a lot of very very interesting and unique non-cuphead related ideas as well mm. so Ooh, like, they want to go exciting other, too. they want to do other things i think um they don't, oh, they don't sure. necessarily yeah. i don't want to speak for them but i don't think they want to turn this into like a lifelong right. franchise necessarily like okay so yeah um but, yeah, but they, they have they definitely have the talent to do anything at this point so that'd be exciting i'm I'm always excited when developers are talking about maybe we'll do something new this time. You know, like I, I love yeah. new stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, so Jared I has one idea that. that I can't talk about. And I'm just like, that. Right. Is, <laughs> I can't believe that hasn't been done. And it sounds good. So, so he's awesome. Wow. He's, he's like, a, um, he is a, a game encyclopedia and he, he, I think he <laughs> it thinks in ways like, he knows what works. He knows what doesn't work, and he is able to combine these and to figure out things which, oddly, no one has made yet. So that's well, awesome. Yeah. So, but I, I know so they cool. have. I mean, there's definitely some ideas that didn't make it into the first game. So they do. They do at okay. the very least want to, not just throw those out. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah. All so right. I'm, I, well, just I'm anxious just to get. I actually am anxious to start getting working on something. But yeah, that's yes. awesome. So yeah, just promise me you'll write something for me to play the triangle on. That's all I ask. <laughs> I can, you know. 
triangle is a harder instrument than people think. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, not looking, I'm not looking for a lot of the, the quick mutey stuff. That's tough. I just want like a ping. Okay. You know? We can. Uh, so, all right. You, uh, you heard it here, folks. It's not a bad idea. I, I, <laughs> do, you, do you work for underscale? That's the question. I, yeah. I oh, work, yeah. Adam's uh, real cheap. Okay. I do triangle. I do my triangle sessions for like in, like a burger or something. Okay, there you no, go. No, we can afford that. So. Uh, <laughs> I, and I, I do have one more question then since Adam's not going to ask that sure, one. Sure, sure. Oh, no, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my question to you is, is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm, I'm vegetarian, so I can't. Uh... Oh, you're not qual- <laughs> I get it. You're not qualified not to. Qualified. <laughs> I would, I would oh, say a gosh. veggie dog is not a sandwich, if that's the. Uh... Okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree on that. Just kidding. What's the what's the Webster's de- definition of a sandwich? Then? That's a very good question. Like, I'm going to look that up look, right look up now. The, this is less about a hot dog and more about what a sandwich is. Yeah, okay. I would, I would okay, argue. Okay, I'm looking it up. <laughs> Webster Dictionary sandwich. I definition. can't believe you're googling this on the show <laughs> yeah. right now. Oh, this, this is, is <laughs> the part of the show where we Google things. So there are two definitions. One is, or the A definition is two or more slices of bread or a split roll mm-hmm. having a filling in between. Uh, it might fit that definition. A hot dog is a sandwich. Confirmed. Roll. It might fit that definition. And then the B definition is one slice of bread covered with food. Oh, that's an open-faced sandwich. Yeah. But, but if you, are, if you run out of hot dog buns, that's also... You take a slice of bread, and- <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. So no one can. Unfortunately, no one can like- see me doing this. Um. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> I talk with my hands a lot too when we record, and no one ever gets to, to witness all of that wonderfulness. But. <laughs> <laughs> guys end of the show plugs for men and women be sure to catch chris at the pax east panel the maestros of video games Mm. that's coming up saturday april 7th at 4 p.m eastern at the bumblebee theater in boston Uh, that's cool along and you're gonna be there along with uh, friends of the show chris velasco and darren korb yeah that's super cool wow and uh that's really cool that's gonna be fantastic tom salta and will roger also on that Yes, yes, indeed. Wow, it's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be a very solid panel. A very, I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And there's um, an autograph. And then there's Chris, an autograph session after that, I think, too. So oh, that's super cool. At least come and say hi so, if you don't want my autograph. So bring yeah. your physical copies or your posters or whatever, yeah. right? Indeed. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Nice. And Chris, do you have anything else to plug? Uh, maybe ChrisMadigan.com. ChrisMadigan.com. There you go. <laughs> Good one. And. <laughs> There's, and uh, there's a you Twitter. Can go to SoundCloud from there. Yeah, you can link to that. You can link to the Twitter. Uh, all, all from the website. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. It's, uh, it's cutting edge. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> all right. So, also, you can keep up with us at sbfvgs.com, uh, where you can find links to our episodes, social media, YouTube, merchandise, and more. Uh, don't, if you don't go to the YouTube, go to the Twitch. Yeah, Twitch.tv yeah, yeah. Slash There you go. There yeah. you go. 
Uh, if you haven't used it yet, actually, we would super appreciate it if you guys would want to give us your free Twitch Prime subscription this month. Either way, drop by twitch.tv slash SBFVGS to check out David's regular gaming streams now. That's what, may- Tuesday? Maybe Mike? Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, all starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There, so look at that. What a pro. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Mike's probably going to be streaming some well, stuff, too. Well, let's not promise things just yet. We're not promising anything. <laughs> We're just suggesting that perhaps He's very might. lazy. He's, he, he might, but I promise he will um, <laughs> do it. So... All right. And um, <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance, leave us an iTunes review. Uh, you can support our show also by signing mm-hmm. up for that sweet, sweet free Gamefly trial at GameflyOffer.com slash SBFVGS. Um, very special thanks to Eric Kruger for our podcast logo and for his handsome face. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SBFVGS Podcast. I'm Barry White. Mike is Taco Douglas. And David is David J. Tate. Um, you can check our Twitter profiles for PSN, Xbox Live, Switch info if you want to play games with us online and be our friend. And once again, thank you very much to super guest friend Chris Madigan for joining us. It has been awesome. My pleasure, gentlemen. Thank, our thanks for having me. Pleasure's all over. Here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, thank you so much. Definitely. We can't wait and, to see what you're doing next. Yeah, yeah, yeah me sir, me of course. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're of course welcome to come back any old time. So yeah, whenever, um, whenever the next thing comes out, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Let you know. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Nice. And that's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 92. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with more old timey jazzy jams and talk on gaming. Uh, hit us up with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Yay. Hey, goodbye. Yay. See you guys. We got a clap. We got a clap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The part of the show where we Google things. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.